Welcome to Connecting Greeks, a streaming comedy show and podcast designed to explore and enhance Greek culture around the world. Join hosts Angelo, Adi, and Foti as they bring you fun and interesting guests from all walks of Greek life. Grab a cafedaki and join us. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another fantastic episode of the Connecting Greeks podcast. I am your co-host, Ari. And with me is my good friend, my Cubaro, my life mate, Foti Stamos. What's up, Foti? Yeah, so Ari, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction as always. Always. I, I do the wonderful introductions. But let me just say this. Whenever I hear the word wonderful, I think of our most esteemed third co-host, Angelo Tsarukas. Angelo, how are you? I wish I could feel the same way about you two. But, uh, <laughs> it's one-sided. I love you guys. I love you. We've got to make the show funny. We can't, uh, you know, Greeks, we get too serious. How are you doing, Adi, Forti? How are you guys? Good, We're good. good Angela. We're good. good. How are you? And You're actually, home? Oh, Are you actually, home right now? I'm actually home, believe it or not. I'm not in some airport or cruise ship or some foreign country that doesn't believe in uh, vaccine, <laughs> vaccination. Were. You were, though, in Boston pretty uh, not too long ago, which was La- great. I got to see you. That's right. With Boston, it was great. We had standing room only. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, hopefully, we'll go back again in less than 10 years. You know, <laughs> but you know what? I, just very quickly, I something that happens all the time that makes me believe that I have no idea what I'm talking about happened with your show. Before the show happened, I was telling Foti, I was like, with all the stuff going on with, you know, surges and this and that and blah, blah, that show's going to die. They're not going to be able to pull it off. They're going to cancel this and that. Yeah, we were scared. Yeah. And I, but, but how way off was I? Forty calls yeah. me. He's like, dude, way, way off. You're way off. Way off. Dude, way off. Standing room only. They're bringing in chairs from the pews in the church there. But that, that goes to show the draw of Angelo because I didn't want to say it, but now that you brought it up, <laughs> but also, also just, uh, you know, not to inflate your ego, Angelo, but Forty was also telling me, he's like, dude, there, there was three performers that night, but you could you could understand the caliber once Angelo right. took the stage. Like, he oh, owned yeah. that stage. He owned it, and that's awesome. It was fun. So cool. oh, there was, the whole show was good, but well, I'm, I'm excited about today's show, guys, because yeah? uh, this good friend of uh, Forti, <laughs> and in one of the one of the, my most favorite countries in the world, Australia, this guy, I've, I've seen, I've followed him, and I've seen his stuff. Uh, not only is he a proud Greek in the diaspora like we are, and he uh, he runs an awesome pastry uh, consortium in Adelaide, and he does food tours in Greece. Mm. And 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 I think we're good. And that where you got me at food tours <laughs> of Greece. And uh, welcome to Connecting Greeks. Want to welcome George Diakomichalis. Hi, George. Yes, Aspenia, with my mastica and Fredo. He's really good. And I let and George. I love your name. It's all Greek to me because uh, that was the name of my first CD that went worldwide. It was all Greek to me, and uh, it's funny when you, uh, I gotta ask you. Why, and there's a there's a reason I'm gonna ask you. A lot of people always say when they say you're Greek, oh, you're Greek. It's all Greek to me. People don't realize Shakespeare coined that phrase when Shakespeare would write his plays and stuff. If he didn't understand something, he said it sounds Greek to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's what they, but it's a, it's always good because then I think it's when you really think about it, it's all Greek to me. 
my big fat Greek wedding. Are we, and I'm going to ask you this question, as long as we have the word Greek in it, <laughs> if I put up a video, I can put up my happiest place on earth. It does good, 25, 30,000. I put my Greek name, 250,000 hits. Mm. Why is that? Why? I'm going to ask you this to start this off and tell us about what you're doing. Why is it that we're so still excited about the word Greek? You know, and boys, first of all, Kalimera from Adelaide. Kalispera. Good evening to you guys. Yes. Over on the other side of the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? Anyone that connects with Greeks, whether you have a Greek uh, heritage or whether you are close friends with Greeks, understands the pride in the tradition and the history. So we are all, all very, very proud, and I think a lot of people <coughs> that. Now, what you said, Angelo, is very correct. It's all Greek to me, the show that I do, which is a TV show, and it's actually online. Right. The reason it was called It's All Greek to Me, yes, I'm of Greek heritage, Kalimnian to be exact. However, <laughs> I'm just reminding you, Ange. However, <laughs> boys, It's All Greek to Me means basically, uh, like you said, Shakespeare refers to, I don't understand. So what the series is about, just to give you a, a brief description, is It's All Greek to Me is a show that introduces a family as an example and talks about how they did the, their migration move to a particular country, in our case here in Australia, to Australia, and how they live as proud Australians and all the hardships and all the challenges they went through while keeping their traditions and proud Greek culture alive and how you combine those two. Now, It's All Greek to Me is not only on Greek stories. We're, this latest series um, is actually online and we introduce different cultures as well. So we say we have an Indigenous Australian episode, we have an Italian, Bulgarian, you know, we have different episodes that come from different parts of the world because at the end of the day, it's about keeping traditions alive. But are you at least yeah. kind to these people or do you bring other cultures to show them how much Greeks are better? <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, you're, Adi, that's a good one, man. And it's funny, some people say, hang on, we have the same cuisine, you know, we have the same stuff. And I said, yeah, look, you guys make your feathers, for example, exactly the same as us, except we, we sort of introduced them and made them with flavor. You know? <laughs> so, I agree with you. We get into it. Oh, my, my pethara is Bulgarian-Armenian. Uh, and they get into it about feta. Uh, now, the, the cheap Greek restaurants in Canada use Bulgarian feta. I'm not going to lie. It's really? not bad. But if you go to Greece, I, I was on another podcast <laughs> where I asked the chef, do you use Bulgarian feta? And he goes, deepest? <laughs> that's, not, like, that's a huge insult, you know. That's not that's George, Yeah, exactly. Greek products are better. I don't care what I'm, I'm not, look, I've got. Look, you can put them right beside each other. Put Italian olive oil, Greek olive oil. Put that. The Greek stuff is better. I don't care what anybody tells me. The Greek wine's better. The Greek now the French have good wines. I don't want to sound like it's just us, but overall, Elias, Somia, all that stuff, oh, man, oh, you can't oh, beat oh, it. Can I ask you guys, can I ask the three of you, because all three of you know about this stuff more than I do, but can I, is there a rule that says feta cannot be called feta unless it's from Greece, the way champagne yes. can't be called yes. champagne? Yes. It's protected. Okay. It's protected. People it, it still good. do it, though, but it should be. You're right. That's the rule. But, for example, there's Danish feta. There's, you know, different feta. It's that's not French. feta cheese, man. I, I don't think they have enough money to keep suing people because they're used yeah. to it. <laughs> well, they've got the court for that, right? They went to court. Yeah, yeah. They, they won. Won. And they won. Yeah, yeah. It's, they, they got they got the protection 
Um, they got the designation, but as as I mentioned, there's still going to be people using it despite the fact that it's protected until they're told to stop. Yeah, of, of course. But uh, George, nice. it's about. Let me ask you now. Yes. So when you do these, I'm very interested in your food tours of Greece. Yes. Because you talk to people, especially the Xeni, the ones that know how to eat right. And when you go to Greece and you say, like, I mean, I go to Greek restaurants. Yeah. I'll find a Euro shop in Bahamas or something, and I post <laughs> it. And they, I went in to see this guy. It's funny. They have a Euros, the, the Americanized style Euros, what they call Chicago or gyro, as they say in New York. You want a yeah. gyro or Euro? And I went to this guy's shop. There's two brothers, George and Nick. What a surprise, George and Nick, the two brothers. And the Yiro's good. But I went in with the guy, with the other comedian I was working, and I said to the guy, if they're Greeks, we're going to eat here. If they're not Greek, because a lot of of Xeni will open Greek restaurants and they're not Greek. I won't eat there. And he didn't understand me. He goes, what do you mean? I said, so we went into this place. I opened the door. I see the guy's face. I go, we're eating here. (laughs) <laughs> he goes, how do you know he's Greek? I go, the guy's Greek. You can tell by the face and the font. You can tell. No, the malla. The malla. The cigarette. The same? Do you find the same in Australia? Because there's a lot of uh, Greek Aussies. You know what? Yes. Um, definitely, if you've got people that are passionate with Greek heritage, they understand. I've got a Zaharoplastil. Yeah. I've got a patisserie. And when you have people, I've got one girl that I've brought over, a sponsor, she's come from Saloniki, but I've got 20 employees, the ones that have got the Greek background, the others get it and they do things and the ones that come in. But when you, the cooking part, you've got to have this extra thing of love and pride and passion of your heritage. It makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. Right. And you get it because you're brought up around it. Our Greek tours, the people that come to our tours, which we base in Kalimnos because it works out cost-effective, you give people an opportunity to stay on an island that hasn't been overrun by tourism, so they get a true sense of a Greek island. Like there's so many of them out there, but because I've got my connections in Kalimus, we do it there. But the food that we eat at restaurants, cafes and stuff, and the cooking we do using seasonal products and all that is just the ultimate and the most traditional recipes that are used with the most basic um, ingredients are the ones that stand the test of time. Yeah, None yeah. of this... Deconstructed Malakis. Oh, sorry. Are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Angela's going to call us Malakas like 10 times before we're <laughs> done here. <laughs> but Angela, you know, you said something, uh, not to interject, but you said something that just, uh, it, it just clicked with me. So whenever um, uh, people could pick out gay people, they have gaydar. You could pick out Greek people, so you have greater. So yes. we're going to coin uh, that. Uh, That's an example. I, went, uh, I was in Vegas. I went to see the Knights play the Canadians on Thursday. I had a gig in Las Vegas. It got canceled, but I took the wife and we went. So we were going to the airport yesterday, and I looked on the on my app for a diner for breakfast because then the hotel's busy. It said Vicky's Diner. I go, Vicky's Diner. Okay, let's go there. <laughs> so we go to Vicky's Diner, and you can't see anything from outside. As soon as I walk in, this woman comes up. She goes, how many people do you want to be? I go, I knew right away she was Greek, right? But I wasn't right sure. Out. You smelt we it. sat down. And, you know, in every Greek diner, you, you always have a couple of the old Greek guys that are, you know, they're always, like, miserable. <laughs> and you can hear the guy talking. And the guy was there arguing, right, in Greek. And I go, My way, I know they're Greek. So I let them go at it. Good old school breakfast. When I got up, I go, she goes, how was your breakfast? I go, ah. 
you're Greek. I go, because I want to hear the show first. <laughs> and they're talking about the customers. But place is packed. The breakfast is awesome. If you go to Vegas, it's off the strip on Sahara Drive. And then you can see, as soon as she knew I was Greek, her tone changed right away with me. Mm. You know, it wasn't just some kind of a weirdo xeno. And that's what I like about it. I've seen some of the episodes that George does. And what's good about it, too, is that and I like what you're doing, George. You're, you're not just making a Greek center. You're bringing other things together. And I mean, I think that's what, that's the key. It's to called philoxenia, right? Hospitality well, yeah. test. Yeah, you that's might the change the The thing is, boys, you know what? We all live in countries that are very inclusive. So we've got a Greek background. There's other cultures that come together. Here in Australia, we've got that like you guys do. And the fact that everyone comes together and lives, lives in most cases harmoniously so they're, they're happy um you know what if you're a foodie and you enjoy your food that's a big advantage because you can eat everything and like angelo mentioned i like i love my greek food i think we've got the most diverse our cuisine is the ultimate if you want really savory, savory or dessert whatever you want you've got man a lot of people that don't think gyros and souvlaki are greek food but the majority of it is probably vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And people don't know that. And the glycol we've got, what do you like? Syrup-based? you like custard-based? you like nut-based? you like biscuits? you like shortbread? We've got everything, man. So, you know what? We're I love blessed. it. You We're guys love it. All of our listeners love it. <laughs> you know, George, it's funny you say that. I just did this gig at the church, and I brought the family with me. And they made a nice cotopolo, like excellent. Rigani, lamoni, patates, with patates and, and they also made it with fasolakia, oh. which was good, amazing, like amazing. And then for dessert, Costco cake. Everything's good. That, that You're right. That's what's lacking in LA is a good zaccaroplastio. We don't have any. We have a couple. They're shitty. You know, they're not great. But isn't it funny that they did this? Amazing cotopolo, patates, amazing fasolakia, everything, Costco cake. For to your point, Angelo, I think that happens all, a lot around the country. We have great Greek food, but we're we're missing the mark on desserts in, in our in the U.S. But it's not easy to make them. It's not. You need talents like George's to to actually uh, replicate that here. You know, I may let this pandemic come through because I've done a few things where I go and I consult where I help businesses do stuff. I can bring me over there, mate. Give me to a couple of those as long as they're Greeks that run it, mm. and I can train them, mate. You do, and, and do mate, like because we're going to we're going to keep these things alive, man. Yeah, and man. Now, that's where I was going. How important you just hit the nail on the head, George. Yeah, people don't realize we got to support these zakharoplastia. We got to support because it's a dying art. It's mm-hmm. not, it, the the recipes, yeah. all that stuff. If we, people don't support it, they're not around. We're going to miss that. Deep and it's and hard kind of work. Stuff that we love to eat. It's Boy, hard it's work. It's hard yeah, work. Adi, you know what? It, what it is, boys, you've all got a point. A zahroplastio, doing it the traditional way. I've got a traditional zahroplastio that I've opened and run for 2016, my 27th year now here in Adelaide. I did this after finishing my training where I worked in Greece in our family zahroplastio that we started back in 1918. So, wow. so Vuros, which happened to go to Boston Open, they sold them off. Now they're all back in Kalimnos, still running our family businesses. I'm one of five fourth-generation pastry chefs that learned from my grandfather uncles. My great-grandfather started that in 1918. 
And wow. our shop is still running. And now I opened Kalimnos Pastries here in Adelaide. Now, the thing is, it's a very labour-intensive industry. Mm-hmm. And because labour costs are going up, people are trying to do shortcuts. And, and that's what happens, things sacrificed. We've kept everything traditional, but what you've got to do is understand you just have to have persistence to keep going with traditional stuff because the traditions is where it's all about. And it's our duty, like I was talking to the boys a little bit earlier off of there, it's our duty. We're carrying the baton now. We've got to keep going and inspiring the current but future generations in order to keep this shit alive. Mm-hmm. Boys, yeah. it's our turn. I agree. It doesn't matter whether you're in L.A., D.C., Boston, Adelaide, Sydney, wherever, Greece, we have to keep these traditions alive so that our kids can continue being proud. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, said, uh, George. We we constantly have these conversations so often that, yeah, you know, now that we're at this age and we're seeing what's happening around us, you know, we're seeing the disconnect. We're seeing that our children are not as enthusiastic as we were when we were their age. And we have to try to keep pushing them for the ultimate, right? To your point, Fatih, it's like, you know, now if you're like under... 20 years old, you want to be a YouTuber or like an influencer. And it's like, well, how about, how about you wake up at like five in the morning and you start the process of, of making pastries? Like, how are you going to get these future generations to keep these traditions alive? It, it just seems so difficult. And now with, through the pandemic, we have like this whole great resignation and, you know, people are, are, are leaving these jobs and, and it, it just seems so futile. And it's very scary and very sad to me. But hold on, Ari, you're right. But we come from a generation of no welfare, no unemployment. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to school or you're going to work. All right? That's all our parents. I can, I can guarantee it. Now, uh, I'm tired. Now, you know, most restaurants in the States and in Canada close early, George, because they can't find employees. Yep. Yeah, you know what? Even Boston. It's not, Canada, it's not only America. It's all over the world. We're the same. And you know what? To your point, boys. When I finished high school and I was not a good student, I was all about getting by. I didn't give a shit about studies as in because I was immature. I didn't think of what was going to happen. It was just going to work out because I had work ethic. But the thing is, my dad said to me, and not that I was gunny, but he said to me, I I didn't want to study, man. And when I I completed year 12, but I didn't pass it. So I didn't get into uni. He said, if you don't want to repeat, I don't care what you do, but you have to understand we haven't sacrificed and worked hard. You're not going to have one day, the pride that he had, and that I had not one day of unemployment benefits. You're going to go out there and you're going to do something, and you're going to work. And I got a job straight away because we were brought up in Greek families that were full of personality. We knew how to talk to people. We knew how to talk to a 60-year-old or an 80-year-old or when you had to talk to a 10-year-old. So jobs were available. And then when I made the decision to do what I did, it was personality-driven. But yep. not unemployment benefits weren't there. It's it's a industry that you have to work really hard in. And to the point that you guys said a little bit earlier, now a lot of the youngsters find the easy way to make money rather than why would I work twelve hours a day when I can do it online and make it yeah. easier money? Yeah, that's that's the problem there too. That there's these other opportunities for these young individuals that they don't have to have to work as hard because they can see that there's other ways to make money. And that's the challenge that we're finding that, well, how do you get around that? Yeah, but they're kolopeva. 
It's our fault. Okay, because our generation spoiling well, the next generation. Can I tell you yeah. something, guys? Right? To, your point, to your point, Angelo, I have a lot of close friends of mine that are in the food service industry, and they will not allow their kids to work in their businesses because they want them to be educated, and my children are not going to work here. Mm-hmm. I get that all. I get it. I get okay, that so I'll give an example. There's a guy in New York I know. Him and his dad have a family business, a diners. You know, they're very popular in New York, right? George, the diners. <laughs> and and uh, he's a lawyer. He's got the green law. Yeah. And, and now the, the uncle and the Theo got old. So they're going to sell the business. Big business in New York. So, <laughs> so here's the deal. The guys go by. The, the accountant who's there says to him, he says, hey, if you're going to sell it, I'll buy it. Uh so the accountant wow. knew the numbers. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, Stelio thought about it. I said, what'd you do? He goes, I bought it. Huh. If the accountant's going to buy it, what's that tell you? It makes a lot of money. And he goes, exactly I not. make more in three months than I would make all year as a lawyer in New York. Yeah. So I'm a lawyer, but the business is so built up. Because all we're going to do is give the Clidiata somebody else to make that freaking money. Mm-hmm. The kids yeah, that are that, that, the pandemic, man, you're going to be able to find people to work it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's the difference. And that's a big difference. But do you find, see, that's the thing now. And you said it, I don't know who said it, Ari or Forty said, or maybe you did. It's labor intensive. And I understand that. But at the same time, though, what's easy? Everybody wants easy. We're yeah. not scared of easy. We're not well, scared of it. The, the, secret, the, secret, the secret to life is it's never going to be easy. But right. if you love, if you love what you do, then it's easy. But nothing's easy. But you have to if love it. You have to be passionate. Easy. Everyone would do it. The guy sitting back on the couch to sit back and criticize us who work hard would be doing it. Well, it's not supposed to be easy. And the ones that are in the industry, the hospitality, food industry, is an example. Or whether it's, you know what, Angela, yourself in the industry that you're in, mate, you're in there. You've done what you've done. You've got a esteemed. Um, you know, career as acting, but the stand-up comedy, if it was about being easy, you wouldn't do shit because you wouldn't get off your ass, man. you got right. to push the barrel and keep getting back up and keep going and it's persistence. Hmm. Well, it's no, funny you say that because I had nobody in my family in show business. Yeah. I went down and signed myself up for it. Never had any backup, never nothing. So people always ask, how is it? I don't know, craziness. And my yeah. dad always said, Okay, you want to do this, do it, but do it good. Like, it'd be a comic, be a comic, but do it good. Misa Malaka. It's like, be a Malaka, but don't be a Malaka, if that makes sense. Like, I know you're a comic and you make people laugh and that's good, but don't be the Malaka, but don't be a Malaka. <laughs> Does that make sense to you guys? And yeah, like, absolutely. 100%. 100%. You know, it's like so funny. And it's like you said, you know. You got to represent, man. You got to represent. Absolutely. You have to represent. Yeah, and I don't Just if you do it with passion, if you do it with pride, if you love it, then it doesn't feel like work. It's no. hard. It's difficult. Right. Everything is. Right. But at least if you love it. So that's what I try. Well, not yet because my kids are very young. But in the future, I'm going to be like, find something you're passionate about. You're going to bust your ass no matter what. It doesn't matter. You're going to bust your ass. But if you love it, then it doesn't feel like you're busting. Right. You just do it. Right. You know, what? Boys, whatever you're into, the thing that is disappearing is that our generation, and there's some in this current generation are coming through and really doing this, but it's about giving something that you love and getting something back. 
Now, whether that is with myself in creating glika and beautiful desserts and foods, whether I'm doing it at my Zacharopastur or the hotels that I work for throughout Asia or whether it's on my food hospitality tours, whatever it is that I do, and when I give food, the appreciation coming back is what drives you mm. in whatever you do. So, Angela, yourself, you say jokes, you make people laugh. You're actually adding to people's lives. Right. Because people appreciate it and they want to feel good and forget all the shit that's going on. Yeah. Put positivity in and it drives them and keeps them inspired. Right. And that's what the drug is. The drug is to inspire and be proud of what you do. You're blessed if you're doing that. If you're not, get out of it, man. Right. You know, George, George, you're right. But, you know, I saw this survey they had in Europe. And do you know the people most proud of their own culture by leaps and bounds are Greeks, but 87%. The next one is about 40-something in Spain or something. Like everybody else hates themselves. And is, it, is it because we've been through so much shit? You know, and, and let's think about Kalimnos. Think about this. Kalimnos, Boston, Adelaide. Where did these people go to? They went all the way across the fucking world, everywhere. No glossa, no nothing, no compensation. They made a life. They carried the traditions. George is living proof of this. Carry the traditions. Not only that now, you're doing the shows. You're educating people. You're going back to Greece. You're taking things back there. That's the example that people should be going. And then people wonder why you talk to Italian people in, in America, eighth generation, and they go, I'm Italian. Oh, where's your family from? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't fucking know where they're from. I go, no, nah, Malaka, you don't even know. We know. We know the people's names in the Korea still. It's the center of the universe, man. <laughs> it really is. And I want to go there. Let me ask you coming on the next tour. Yes, he is. Yes. We're doing let, this together. Let, let me ask you guys. And I'm not going to feed you the cabbage soup, man. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask an opinion for you, gentlemen. Um, Angela, you said about the Italians. I had an argument with an Italian friend of mine, and, <laughs> and he said that it's because they're so assimilated into the American culture that they don't know their history. They don't speak their language. And I said, I can't, I can't say, you know, by fact, because it hasn't happened yet, but I can guarantee you that any Greek you know, any Greek in front of you, even if they're eighth generation and assimilated, they will still speak a little bit at least. They will understand it. They will know where their family's from, and they'll probably visit as well, often we, as they can. We hope, Ari, because we keep doing things like this. So you have to keep – look, I took my daughter to Greece. We had – Neil we've talked about this. We did a bit – I did reunion. I did world – I made up this thing. I was in Melbourne at Vanilla, that cafe. And all this morning, I knew there, we, did, we did World Daphne Day, this little village in Peloponnesus, 800 people. And it swelled up over two and a half thousand people. So the thing was, and the guy goes, what made you do it? I go, everybody's dying. I want to go back. But I wanted to take my daughter and show her where her grandfather's. And we took there and my daughter says, daddy, everybody's got the same last name as me here. Yeah, because this is your roots. It's my roots. The problem is, you ever talk to people? I'm tired. I'm busy. I don't know. I can't afford it. Yeah, because you're 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 jonesing with your neighbors and your community people to buy a bigger car. Inve- the same way you invest in a house, the same way you invest in education, 
You got to invest in culture. Oh, this is living 100%. proof right now. This is living proof with George, Forty, you, Ari, and myself. You got to invest a bit in culture. That means going on a food tour. That means going to Greece or wherever you're from. That means maybe culturally. I'm not saying you got to do it all the time, but you got to invest a little bit. If you don't know where you're from, you don't know who you are. Very simple. And And these Italians now, especially, I see them. Well, I'm Italian. You have an Italian name, Tuvlo, but you don't know where you're from. <laughs> it's true. It's a generational thing. Like I said to the boys, what is a tree without its roots? Yeah, nothing. 100%. And Angelo, Angelo to, to your point, <laughs> and to your point, Angelo, you mentioned about the investment, right? So you said early on, your daughter asked you, you know, when are we going to go back to Greece, right? Yeah. So in my situation, my kids, we live in a neighborhood that there's no other Greeks but us. So when I grew up, and I'm sure all of us, we had Greeks in our neighborhood, so we would interact with other Greek kids. But since my children don't have that opportunity, the only other way for them to engage in other, with other Greeks is actually to invest and go to Greece with them so they can hang out with their cousins and, and so forth. So to your point, that's an investment that I, as a parent, think it's the ultimate to be able to actually set money aside so they can go to Greece so they can still be ingrained in the culture at a firsthand experience. So, yes, we should all be thinking this way, that if the times that we're living in doesn't allow us to actually engage with Greeks in our local community, like we did when we were younger, then investing to go to Greece, I think, is a priority. Look, Vorti, you're right. I've been lucky enough to travel the world. If you ask me, you say, Ange, pick one place you want to go to. Greece. I tell everybody, you haven't lived life once until you've gone to Greece once in your fucking life. I used to be a travel agent in a previous life. I'd sell this. People go, go, I didn't realize how good it was. I didn't realize how good the people were. I didn't realize how good the food was. I didn't realize how good the weather was. I didn't realize how civilized people live. And with all the malakias the Greeks have had, they still live civilized. 100%. You know what? Having a Greek background, as soon as you land in that airport, Something brings up this fortia, like it lights okay. you up. Yeah. This pride, this hunger, this it makes you want to like you're just exploding with pride, man. And yeah. you inspire the Greeks that still live in Greece. Your relatives love you. The people that know you love you. It's just so beautiful. And then the Xeni that go, Forti, you said earlier, Philoxenia, they make friends of Xeni. That's what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful country, man, that allows us to do what we do. And it's inspirational. And honestly, anyone that wants to be inspired and reignite a flame, the investment that you mentioned, Forti, in taking your family there, the irony is it's the airfares. If you take them there, if you've got accommodation, it's cheaper to live there with the money that we make extra 30 yeah. than sure. it is where we live. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, if you're blessed to be able to have accommodation, if you're right. very lucky, you're laughing. Then, man, it's a cheap holiday. It's cheaper than living. We go, we don't go with my wife and kids. On the way back, we go through Athens, Ectosis. On the way back, discounted. We're paying a quarter of the price, a fifth of the price for clothes that we stock up for the next year, two years for beautiful Rucha. Yeah. Now that you put it it into that perspective, you're right. I didn't even think about it that way. That's how it is, man. It's gorgeous. You know, we're lucky because in Australia, we have the opposite of seasons. So when we go June, July, say you go June, July, August, I generally go because I have to be back at work for Panagias in August. Yeah. So we tend to come back towards the end of July. On the way out, when my wife, myself and the girls are going, we can't wait for it to open up again for us to go again. 
that Athens is clearing out all their summer stock, man. So we're getting Badalonia, Chester's, <laughs> this that for 5, 10, 20 euro. We're here in Australia. First of all, the fashion's a little bit behind, probably a, a season behind Europe. But the thing is, over here, you're paying 300 bucks for the thing you can get for 20 euro there. Wow. Yeah, Yoro, you should do a travel tip segment on your show with all these tips. How about the restaurants, man? You go to any restaurant, you pay 10 euro for a meal, and it's like a yaz made it for you in the back. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So true. Right. So, George, <laughs> let me ask you a technical yeah. question. What is the most difficult pastry to make in the Greek selection of pastry? I have an idea what it would be, but I want to hear what you say first. Shit, and you know what? You're probably asking the wrong person, Edge, because for myself, I've, I was brought up in a family that's been doing this. I, I don't know any different. I was very lucky to travel back and forth right, right. at a young age. And I grew up and like, you know, like if you do what you do in your industry, like yourself, you're comfortable on a stage. You know how to trigger different jokes that trigger a line and whatever. It's the same thing for me, man. I, okay. I'm my pastry, so it's the basics. What I find with Greek, like I mentioned earlier, the basic stuff is the stuff that stands the test of time. If you know the basics of everything you do, you break it down. It's very difficult to take on recipes from mums and papudas, yadas, fierce, whatever else, because they say, eh, vale ligo pofto, vale ligo yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. It's no recipes. Whereas when you break it down, and what I do, I also do cooking classes. And okay. what I do, I break it down so that you give people the recipes and you break it down to measurements, and you really explain the method. When you explain it, people understand it. They all break down, and they're actually very basic recipes. It's mm-hmm. difficult and sounds intimidating to people that aren't used to that. Right. Because our grandmothers and mums and tears did it with ease, like, tuck, 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 bang, you've got a bugata, bang, you've got a galakta buriko, bang, you've got a paklava. That intimidates people who are time poor. Right. And what it does, it's a matter of breaking it down, and allowing people to understand they're capable. Now, our, our ge- generations above us, in all, with all respect, I say this, were very basic. You know, they were basic and they used to do things very easily because it was survival, mm-hmm. cost-effective way of making desserts and food that would feed a family without a lot of money. Yeah, That is what they used to do. And we're intimidated with that because we're used to with this new life, the way we live now. Right. Nothing compares to homemade meals or desserts, man. So in answering your question, Angelo, sorry, I went around the block a few times. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the most difficult dessert would be to make because I, I find it, 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 it the most difficult. Tell me. What, what was your idea? I'd say deepless. Yeah. No, yeah. Actually, fried, right? I, I just think that they're so it's good. Deep. Yeah. <laughs> How do I think of the fryer the way they make the deepless? I no. said. But it's, I think it's not so difficult as it is uh, labor-intensive. Yeah, there's a lot of labor-intensive. Go to go to Kalamata, mate. They're famous for their dipless, like other parts of the world are as well, other parts of Greece, rather. But dipless, you know, I've seen – I did a segment, one of the episodes of It's All Week to Me that I did yeah. uh, in the recent series that's on now online. I did an episode on this lady from Kipro, and we made Khalumi. Man, oh. now that – is a labor of love. This lady, it was a day process, and I'm talking, you think that's why that stuff is going to disappear because this lady spends a day doing it, and then the amount that comes, it's a labor of love. The amount of halumi she gets out of 200 liters of milk that's fresh from the agalada, <laughs> oh, yeah. that stuff 
There's no way someone in our generation is going to do that. So when this lady, when the time comes, when she passes on, those things are going to go, man. And we're going to be eating halloumi that's made in China. Oh, oh, man. oh man. Hey, now, George, when I was in uh, Australia a few years ago, McDonald's had a Mick halloumi sandwich. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> believes me. Holy and I, went, I said, I want to go there. They have Mick halloumi. I was either in Melbourne or Sydney. And I went. It was good. Mick Halloumi. Like, it's very popular in Australia. Well, boys, can I ask you, what's your favorite? Let's ask this. What's your favorite Greek dessert? Oh, I'll tell you mine. I like. Who's going to go first? Proper baklava. I like. There's a place called Select Bakery in Toronto. It does chocolate covered baklava. It's crazy. I I know them. I follow them. Cross down those guys. They're great guys. And um, uh, they do chocolate-covered baklava. I like baklava. And I like the sour cherry yaourt. Oh. Oh, my God. They had, I was at Milo's restaurant. So, George, if you go to Vegas, you got to go to Milo's restaurant at the Palazzo Hotel. Okay. Uh, this guy Costa is from, originally from Montreal. One of the best sour tavernas, I think, in the world. They have them in uh, Vegas. They have them in New York, Athens, London, England, everywhere, Miami. Dubai. And they have a great menu for lunch. And... And I had uh, domato salata that felt like you're in the Horio in Greece. I kid you not. The best. And then I had uh, the main, it was uh, organic chicken breast, Greek style. Trella. And my wife got the fish. And for dessert, they had vicino sour, do, uh, sour cherry yaourt. Ooh. So, put a honey on it. Awesome. Game over. Game over. How about you, boys? Um, my favorite boys is Ekmek. Kataifi. Ekmek, yeah, that's like for me, that's the ultimate. And I, I rarely get to eat it because no one really makes it. But when I do, it's game over for me. So you love the shredded pastry, base, syrup base, custard, bit of cream on the top. Yeah, I'll eat the whole tapsi. Bravo, bravo. Yeah. How about you, Adi? I have a, I, it's it's a close tie between um. Milfe and Galatoburico. I, I, oh, sometimes. That's a boy. Well, Milfe is more French, isn't it? That's French. It, it is. A thousand leaves. Greek. However, a thousand leaves, Milfe. The French made it, but the Greeks just mastered it with the flavor. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, Let's be fair. The guy in France was Greek. <laughs> I've had other Milfe, but the one in Greece or from a Greek. Much better. Uh, yeah, so much better. I've got to cook for you boys one day. You'll see, mate. Bob, yeah. Is very popular. We're going you know, to really, hold it to you. Guys, all, all the traditional <laughs> uh, desserts that you're saying now, and Milfe is one that we claim because it's very popular in Greece and it's very popular in our Zahra, still here as well. It's funny, I love all desserts, but the most underrated dessert that I absolutely love and I like it syruped well is Melamakarana. Oh, really? Love it. Drenched. Man, oh shortbread with the walnuts, the flavor of the cinnamon and the muscogato, the, 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 the oh my goodness, the ground clove. That you gotta stop talking. I, I can't talk about this anymore. You're making me <laughs> hungry, George. All I think is a melamocarona is melting in my mouth. You know, this is a good uh, this is a good transition to Foti to do his little segment. What do you think? I think it's good. I agree. Foti, you know, George, 
It's been awesome. Uh, we, we're going to bring you back. I, this isn't the last time. We're going to bring it back because we got more to talk with you, but we're going on an hour. So since you're your fellow countryman here, uh, oh, I also Kalimnotis, we're going to go to Kalimnotis. I got a friend who's got a house there. Sponge diver. The thing now, Kalimnotis well, takes it out of the show now, and we ask, we find out more about you, yeah. and then Ari will say goodnight. Excellent, so excellent. We all, that's how we work at work. No worries. We get along. So Boys, it, was, <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure, and I want to say it's a pleasure. And to all the who, who, watching, listening, you know what? What you're calling, like Connecting Greeks, literally is doing that. And the, the classic part about it is with you boys, apart from 40, I haven't met you guys personally before, but the thing is we don't know each other, yet we do know each other because we, we understand. Exactly. And we exactly. are connected. And that's what it is, boys, Connecting Greeks. Well done to you guys for doing this. And I am honoured to have been a part of it and look forward to, to talking to you guys all as a group. Again, of course. Absolutely. George, we're the brotherhood of the Kutala. <laughs> we're the brotherhood of the Kutala. Everybody's had a Kutala broken on his ass. You're a brother. Or the Padofla. Padofles, Kutales, Scoopes, you name it. Hey, the in your head, man. They don't care. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All I know, uh, it must be brotherhood because I've had two glasses of Masticha. There you go. Three coffee. Three gases. Paximavia. Ah, la pasto meros tora. George, this has been great. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, as you mentioned, we love we love this show because every time we have a, any guest, doesn't matter where you're from, uh, what your background is, we all connect. We all share the same stories, the same passions, the same views, the same perspectives. So before we let you go, as Angela said, we just want to get to know a little bit more about George. And we have three questions for you. Yeah. These are like kind of off the cuff. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about food. You're into food. You're a foodie. You make tons of food. You make great food. Um, can you tell us your favorite and least favorite Greek food? Oh, It's sh- <laughs> <laughs> like telling your mother. <laughs> you might have one, but she's not going to admit it. All good. Um, Man, you know, look, I I think like all of us, I love a smorgasbord. I want mezedes all around. However, as far as Greek food goes, I think probably if I had to choose one, and it has yeah. to have a few things with it, but purely because as a kid I loved it and I still love it today, even though I love everything today, I'd say probably get me started. Mm. Oh. My favourite. There you go, man. My favourite. Wait. You've got to have a, have a nice Greek salad. Okay. Mm. Domata, agurga, feta cheese, a bit of cremidi, rigani, when it, when it comes to when it comes to gemista, right? Yes. What do you prefer, the pepper or the tomato? Oh, mate, I don't give a shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. You know, my wife loves the green peppers. I love the red peppers because they're sweeter. Yeah. Um, yeah. The domates, if they're seasonal domates, if it's seasoned well, it's superb. But I think the question is, what the do you like it vegetarian or with the kima, with the mince meat? Ah, good question. Oh, and, the meat. And, you know what? They're both it depends, good. It depends on who's cooking, man, because the flavor, if you use seasonal vegetables, the flavor that you get out of that is just chock-a-block. Yeah. But oh, you know what? Good point, good it's point. With tomata fresco, psomi, to boutiques in the zoomi. That's the combo. Oh. And you've got to have a bit of feta cheese. Greek feta, None of this like, Bulgarian, Danish stuff. Oh, man. 
Excellent, excellent. Next, next question for you, George. As you know, as whether we're Greeks in Australia, Greeks in the U.S., Canada, what have you, um, you know, our parents growing up, you know, being first generation, we always were subject to Greek sayings, right? Our parents would like, you know, drill us and embed us with their sayings. Uh, any sayings that maybe you might pass on to your children, or any sayings that still live with you today from your parents? Oh wow! You know, we a couple a couple of them that we've that we've had that are common is like our parents would tell us before we left the house. I was just about to say that. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, things have changed now because now they're using tissues, but it's uh, like he's called the Kataroma Dili, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, one I, of I the think more. Deca was one, and I, it very often comes out to the kids, the Fasksilo, you know, you're right. going to eat wood, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think that means something different from Fatu. One that is really good <laughs> is. Kalitana na suvgito mati para to onoma. Yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I think. That's a really good one that you tend to use. I have used with my daughters, with my daughters now. Respect yourself in order for others to respect you. So you know, true. we're not all angels, and we're you know we're not proud of everything we did, but we got through it and we've survived, and we're to the point in life that we're at now. So Excellent. it's our role as a parent to be able to give that. Um, so I think that one is probably it. So Kalita na subito mati para to onoma. Love it, love it. And, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start using that. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, and uh, the last question for you, George. You know, as Greeks, we love drama. We still love the superstitions that we uh, that we've uh, developed over the time. Any Greek superstition that you still live by? Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's a stock standard one. I just want to fucking live life, mate. <laughs> Make the most, and you know what? Appreciate family. Appreciate you know because we tend to take things for granted in life, man. And the mm-hmm. one mistake we all do is we'll think we've got time. That's bullshit. We've seen it many times because we're all at the age where we have been around the block a few times. The reality is, you know what? Make other people feel good because you get it back 100%. Living your life and being miserable sucks, knobs, mate. Don't do it. it does, it's not worth it. I totally agree with that. Whether it's making people happy because you bring a presence into the room and make them feel good about themselves or whether you feed them and you make them feel good and think about their yaya or mum, and it's the feeling, it's emotion. Mm. Make the most of your life because we have one go at it. And that's what we've got to do, man. You know, we've got to be able to leave a mark. You know, when we I'm pass not. on, I want to be remembered as someone that's helped people get along and inspired people, whichever Bravo. way that is. Bravo. So the superstition is live our lives and make the generations above us that gave us the opportunities proud and at the same time inspire our kids or any other people that are watching or listening I'm gonna drink to that. Can you can you move to the United States and run for president? Because yeah, I'd sure. vote for you. <laughs> hey, and also finishing off the other question, I didn't say what was my least favorite food. There's oh, no yeah. there. We're Greek. We eat everything, man. Exactly. This was this was great. Those your, your, you, your, your answers were, were awesome. And uh I just want to say on behalf of all of us, you know, thank you for taking the time out. You're a pleasure to like talk to, to hang out with. You got to come back. Uh, I know Angelo and, and Foti agree. You got to come back. We got to have a synergy and uh, keep us up to date with everything you're doing. We want to thank you so much. We'll have all your information. We're going to have all your information in the, in the notes of the podcast. And yeah. uh, I just Boys, want to say thank you so much. That's right. Adi. 
Forti, Ange, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you so much. And to all the people who are watching or listening, guys, keep well and just keep moving forward. Let's all get out of this shit together so we can yeah. travel and Good connect. Yeah, this is great because it keeps people positive. And, boys, I want to thank you guys very much for thinking of me. And I really look forward to talking to you guys again. And I can't wait to one day eventually meet you guys face to face and yeah. for us to have a cafe daqui together. Absolutely. And <laughs> and and real Greek butter and so And listen, mate, we do that for a season, and then yeah. you go home and you're on the cabbage soup diet for a while, eh? <laughs> well, thank, thanks right, again, George. George. Thank you so much. Honey, good luck place. for your missus, mate. Yes. Good oh luck. my God. Um, uh, I need it. Thank you. Thank but, you. But Hello, let's just on it. Let's just re, like capture this moment because it's a very special moment for you. So part of this is that Ari is going to be encountering a second child within hours, right? Because it's past. His wife is about to give birth. About to give birth, and we're doing a show. I, I so put I put her in a cab and I sent her to the hospital because I was doing the show here. <laughs> So I'm like well, FaceTime Annie, me when you're ready. Honey, my wife is shaking her head in the background. <laughs> I may not I may not survive uh till next time after she sees this. So. But thanks. Thank you so much, George. Angelo, I love you, buddy. Bye, thank you again. Poti, you're Bye. awesome. Everybody, thank you so much. Thanks everybody out there for watching and listening. We will have the information in the notes. Uh, stay tuned for more from uh, George. And we want to thank everybody out there. Stay safe, be well. Yasas Pedia. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs>